Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, West Bromwich Albion versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Yes, after the back of um, Thursday's unbelievable performance against Manchester United, away from home at, uh, at Old Trafford, where we finally end a run of seven years without uh, a victory at Old Trafford in the Premier League. Liverpool put that to rest with a scintillating performance. Goals from Mohamed Salah, uh, Diogo Jota and two Roberto Firmino goals seem to prove to be the difference. Um, obviously, the momentum is now in Liverpool. So if Liverpool win their next three games, um, they are very likely to be in the top four. The only difference will be um, goal difference, whether that uh, might change things or not. But um, we'll get to that. It will get to all that. Um, what do Liverpool need, etc., etc., to pull off a performance? But yeah, um, so West Bromwich Albion, we know at Anfield in December we did not play really well at all. Um, Mane, I remember Mane scoring a deflected goal, and then West Brom equalised, and then we just couldn't break West Brom down for the remainder of that whole game at Anfield. There's literally two banks of four. It's a typical Sam Allardyce performance where you like. Okay, let's just park the bus and just uh, frustrate Liverpool and let make them not get anything. And Jurgen Klopp has been struggling in recent... Uh, all the times he's met head-to-head with Sam Allardyce, he's never had a winning performance from... Um, he's never actually beaten Sam Allardyce in the Premier League, from the West Brom games to Crystal Palace. So this was a hoodoo Liverpool needed to overcome. But after the way we performed at Man United, momentum was always going to be on our side. It was just about whether we can undo this recent form of not being able to defeat um, sides in the lower half of the Premier League table and build on that, really, and see what we can do. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the game. Let's get into the lineup and all the rest. So... The lineup for today, Ingo, Allison, left back, Robertson, centre backs, Reese Williams and uh, Nat Phillips. Right back, Trent Arnold, midfield three, Curtis Jones, Fabinho, Thiago, and your usual front three, Firmino, Salomone up front. Yes. So the changes, two changes from Thursday. Um, Genie and Alden on the bench. Curtis Jones starting. I have no problem with that, especially when you realise. If Sam Allardyce is going to set up to frustrate, you need that creative outlet in someone in that midfield to just like kind of be a bit more direct. And you don't really need three workhorse midfielders away from home against West Brom when essentially it's all about moving the ball. Um, in terms of, and no Jota, unfortunately, um, can you believe this? He's injured again. Yep, and he's not going to be fit enough to play the Burnley game or the Crystal Palace game next week, which rules him out for the Premier League season. Yes, um, even though it's only next week. So once again, Liverpool with another injury crisis at our hands. Um, I was wondering where this injury had occurred. Thankfully, the power of social media shows you when this injury occurred. So when Liverpool played Manchester United in the second half, Diogo Jota was fouled bad or well, fouled. He took on a sore tackle from uh, Eric Bailly and he looked like he was in deep pain, but he played on. So I thought ah, oh, it was just a bad foul, but he had played on for 20 minutes and then we took him off, which meant that Liverpool physios 
knew he had an injury and played him on for 20 minutes and let him get injured. Wow. Unbelievable. This medical team will... I don't know, should I get into them now? Yeah, let's get into them now. This Liverpool medical team, next season, I don't want to see their faces again. Because the, the handling of our players has been astronomically bad. From the, Matip, remember when Matip was playing against uh, Tottenham? He got injured in the first half. This was like 10 minutes in. He played another 35 minutes. And then we took him off second half. Letting him play with aggravated injury, with an injury and let him aggravate in it for the next half an hour. And then you are now surprised. You are now surprised that he's, uh, oh, he's out for the season. Joe Matip, you know he's injury prone. You allow him to play on for half an hour and get injured. But it's just the management of injuries in general. So here's the players that are missing for today. Kabak still got this unspecified injury. Kato somehow injured again. Milner injured, Chamberlain injured, um, Henderson injured. Oh yeah, Henderson, another one who played on after an injury and that Merseyside derby aggravated that injury and now we've not seen him for the rest of the season, basically. Alisson, I mean, not Alisson, um, who else has had injuries? Shakiri's had an injury, Origi's had an injury, Van Dijk Gomez, we already know about their injuries. This is about 10 injuries to our first senior team players. Like, this is outrageous, like, to the point where Jurgen Klopp is now having to be a miracle worker once again. He has to be a miracle worker once again for Liverpool to get top four, for Liverpool to overachieve beyond their expectations with a paper-thin squad. How many times is Jurgen Klopp expected to do this, bro? Like, an FSG with the ones that didn't want to back... Klopp until the last day of the... Oh, yeah, and that Davis, who we've never used anyway, but there's no point even mentioning him, um, with an injury. So, yeah, so this is what Liverpool will have to deal with from January onwards, where we have had our backs against the wall. But we're expected to somehow pull off wins and do the bare minimum to satisfy FSG. So that's where we're at. So, yeah, no jotters, stinks, and how significant would that be? Well, we'll I'll get into that um, as well. So yeah, anyways, um, let's get into the game. So the game starts now, and like the first ten minutes, I'd say is tit for tat, um, and it was kind of um, just both teams trying to figure each other out. I thought West Brom would immediately park the bus with two banks of four, but the fact they're already relegated, I guess Sam Allardyce is like, "Well, guys, you may as well just go for it." And he said in his um, pre-match interview. He wants to hurt Liverpool and he's had a history of hurting Liverpool. So maybe the incentive of knowing that is oh, we don't need points, just need just get a win for morale and see where that takes us. And yeah, Liverpool um, and West Brom for the first 10 minutes were kind of testing each other, um, trying to figure each other out. Um, in terms of defensive performance, I'd say Trent started the first half quite well. Um Kabak, I mean Kabak, not Kabak. Phillips and Williams had a shaky moment. Um, the first real moment, shaky moment, where it was quite simple to deal with, but they didn't do it. Um, West Brom have the ball. Rhys Williams is attracted to West Brom player, so he pulls out. Um, Phillips sees Robson Carnu make a run, but he stays in line with him. All Phillips has to do is step up two, three, four yards, stay on side, stay on side, 
no, so keep make him offside, and um, there's there, there's no chance. But Phillips, he either overcommits or he's not aware of what's around him. That's his weaknesses. He's either overcommits or he overcommits and pushes up, or he's not aware of what's around him. Um, this time he just stays on his. He just stays where he is. He stays stationary. Robson Carnu makes a lovely run. It's a lovely ball through. Uh, Robson Carnu's one on one with Allison, and he slots the ball away, and it's one 0 to West Brom. Robson Carnu scores his first Premier League goal in three and a half years. Typical Liverpool. Of course, you would allow West Brom to um, have that moment immediately. And now I was thinking, oh no, now it's 1-0 West Brom. You're, not, you're definitely going to see some Allardyce park the bus. But they were kind of still like, oh, let's keep the same tactics. So in a, in a way that kind of helped for Liverpool in terms of help, um, pool progression. And in terms of midfield performance, I'd like to say that Thiago, monster class. Thiago kept that he kept Thiago kept that Manchester United form into this um into this West Brom game. The dictating passing balls part creating ah it's the Thiago of Bayern that you finally seen at Liverpool. So threading passes, keeping things ticking, tackling players, not going, not rushing into tackles, um just dictating play. Him and Fabinho as a double pivot, they are frightening together. They are actually frightening together. And then you had Curtis Jones as well. Um, he, he, I mean, he tried to progress the ball sometimes, but I felt like he was a little bit reserved. Um, in terms of Liverpool chances, um, there was an opening. Trent and Thiago, Trent and Thiago creating a one-two moment. Trent squares the ball to Mane. Mane in bags of space. He should have hit the target. He should have hit the target. He doesn't. He, it, the ball goes wide and it's incredibly frustrating. And I, I actually don't know how he, how he didn't hit the target. And this is the same Sadio Mane that was complaining about Jurgen Klopp not playing him, um, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is the reason why you're not starting games because your fall from grace is questionable. Like, how have you fallen off in form this badly? And Sadio Mane is in play in general in the first half. He'd just be constantly falling over or making the wrong decisions. But um, he was being direct. So that was kind of the only good thing I saw out of Sadio Mane, I guess. Um, Firmino as well looks very lethargic. Um, there was times where if we had the ball and Liverpool wanted to create, he'd underhit passes a lot. And it wasn't the Firmino I was seeing from Old Trafford. Um... And then Liverpool had another chance. This time the ball falls to Bobby Firmino um, after some couple of ricochets where, again, a, 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 a ball um, played from Thiago, threads to Salah, takes a couple of deflections. The ball falls to Bobby Firmino. He shoots first time and it hits the fucking crossbar and goes wide. And it, it, and it wasn't even like... Firmino had enough time to probably just take an extra touch and then go with the shot. But the fact he doesn't do that um, is very frustrating. So, and yeah, the ball goes wide. And you're just thinking, Liverpool need to make these chances happen. Why, why are we wasting all these chances? And then um, Sadio Mane, he picks up the ball. He tries to pass it to Firmino, but he overhits the pass. So Firmino takes a bad touch. Respawn player nicks the ball off him. 
Then the ball falls back to Sadio Mane somehow. And then Mane lays it off for Salah. Salah just curls it outside the box first time. Hits the post, goes in. 1-1 Liverpool. Mohamed Salah gets his 22nd uh, Premier League goal of the season. 31 goals in all competitions. He's joint with Harry Kane. Um, tied in first place with Harry Kane in the race for the Golden Boot. So, yeah. Um, him and Harry Kane both pushing each other. And it's good because, obviously, early on, Tottenham played against Wolves and won. Which means that Tottenham are kind of fighting for um, Europa League spot. And I'll get into why that's significant later on. Um, but after that, um, there was another moment when Reese Williams and Nat Phillips both commit for the same ball together. They both miss the ball. Robson Connor again on the break. And he's in a similar position to how he scored the first goal. Luckily, Trent Alexander-Arnold has amazing recovery pace. He makes up ground. He blocks the ball. He bollocks both Phillips and um, and and Williams. Like, what are you fucking doing, boys? Call it. One of you commit to it. Both of you can't commit to it because you're vacating space. But luckily, Trent read that situation really well and dealt with that at hand. Um... But yeah, that was pretty much the first half, I'd say. After that Liverpool equaliser, we were dominant in terms of just dictating players, trying to make things happen. But um, there was little moments where West Brom were kind of going for it. But yeah, that was the first half. Arguably, you'd say Liverpool should have been 3-1 up at that present moment in time. They wasn't. Um, But yeah, we move, I guess. (laughs) We move and see what we do in the second half. Second half starts now. Um... But this time is a bit more lethargic from Liverpool. Um, it were taking longer to break West Brom down. We're doing a lot of crossing that these West Brom players, um, Ajayi and 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 what's the other guy, um, Barkley. They're both tall defenders. They're both six foot four plus defenders. So anything that was coming in the air, they were dealing with it constantly. And I and it was getting frustrating at times when when Liverpool don't know how to break down the low block size, they like to try stupid diagonals. But Thiago was the only one using his brain once again in the first half, just dictating the play, moving the ball on the ground, creating those um diagonal balls, whether it's through balls to Robertson, through balls to Trent. It's Thiago always finding himself in brilliant fucking pockets just to keep the play going. Um, and then, yeah, Curtis Jones weren't really as effective in the second half. So it forced Klopp's hand to make a substitution happen. Shakiri comes on. Curtis Jones comes off after, like, 55 minutes. And Shakiri, I'm not even going to lie, Shakiri was kind of struggling. I, I, he has, I can't even remember the last time he played, but you can tell lack of match sharpness was affecting Shakiri because um, when West Brom had the ball, Shakiri, I know he's not the tallest, but... He had to sprint to make up ground as opposed to other Liverpool players who had better match sharpness who would do like a third quarter half sprint to make up ground. So yeah, you could tell uh, Shakiri in that aspect wasn't quite on the ball there. And times where he was on the ball, um, it wasn't your classic Shakiri where he was pinging passes well. He was only doing the usual five yard passes here and there. Um, and then of, And then I remember West Brom had a corner. Um, Liverpool cleared their lines and then they find themselves on a counter-attack. Um, the ball's played through to Salah, but Salah's got a defender right next to him, so it's not like he's clear through on goal, but he's got the pace to go to try and at least get to the box. By the time he gets to the box, 
um, Sam Johnston, the the West Bromwich, the West Bromwich Albion goalkeeper, covers his um, goal well with the near post, shoots, Salah shoots, and and the keeper practically catches it, uh, and yeah, and then um, the rest of that second half, it was just about um, Liverpool trying to find some sort of openings, but West Brom found themselves. Um, Any time they tried to whip a ball in, they were finding themselves getting corners. And there was a heart and mouth moment where West Brom had a corner. Um, ball whipped in. Barkley heads it. Um, someone was in the way of Allison and was in an offside position, so Allison couldn't see the ball at all. And then this, and then the ball goes in the net. Um, I, I, it was like, this was that seventieth minute as well. I, when I was watching it, I was just dead silent because I was like, "Okay, uh, what do we do from here?" Essentially, um, is it offside? Is it not? So I was, I was kind of confused because I was like, the, I, I know this ball went in, but I didn't go mad because it, it looked like something was wrong. And luckily, VAR showed that, yes, that player was the, indeed interfering with Alisson's line of sight and was stood in an offside position. So VAR correctly ruled that out. So VAR actually doing its job, its, and its intended purpose. Um and yeah, uh, that was a relief moment, and then we make another two substitutions. Um, oh no, we made one more substitution. I believe we only made one more substitution. Reese Williams comes off 80th minute. Genie Ronaldo comes on. So now Fabinho's playing centre back with uh Nat Phillips, and um yeah Genie midfield. And yeah, we were just trying to break West Brom down. And then we had a little moment. Trent Alexander-Arnold bombing down the channels really well. Once again, a lovely through ball from uh, Thiago once again. Trent running, running. He cuts in. The ball is on his left. He could have just squared it. He could have just squared it to Firmino or Salah. Because they were making that late last minute run. If he just took the quiet eye gaze... And looked up and saw a red shirt, he would have spotted it. But he goes with the shot, curls the ball over. And then um, 88th minute, another chance falls to Thiago. He shoots outside the box, another save from Sam Johnson. And then you're thinking in that time, oh, here we go again. Keeper's having the game of his life in the second half. All that hard work Liverpool was doing that Old Trafford oh, is going to be unstuck and be um, effectively useless. Um... And we were, we were just constantly knocking at the door. Um, and then Gini Ronaldo found himself uh, with the ball outside the box. He curls it over and you're just thinking, oh my God. And then Klopp was um, silent after 90. There was a 94 minutes. No, sorry. Four minutes at a time. Um, I was just dead silent. I was dead silent, dead paranoid. I may have broken something in my house. I may have not. We'll not get into that. But... Uh, <laughs> At that moment in time, I was just thinking, so you perform like that at Old Trafford just to not, just to falter to a already relegated West Brom. That was in my mind. Um, but yeah, Liverpool, um, 93rd minute, trying to create some play. Ball got, Sadio Mane dribbling with the ball, crosses it in, blocks, ball is cro- blocked. Ball goes out for a corner. It's now the 94th minute. Um... Jurgen Klopp sends Allison up. <laughs> he sends Allison up 
for this for this opportunity here. Trent Alexander Arnold whips the ball in. Allison beats his defender. Allison, the goalkeeper, heads it, times the ball to perfection. The ball loops over the keeper and into the net. Liverpool score at the 95th minute. Allison, Allison, goalkeeper Allison scores the winner for Liverpool. I went fucking mental. Everyone, the pitch, the players went mental. The bench went, went absolutely mental. It was actually unbelievable actually, fucking scenes. Who would have thought Allison? Allison. Alisson, the guy that saves Liverpool's top four hopes and keeps Champions League, Liverpool's Champions League hopes alive. Unbelievable scenes. I've never seen anything like it in my life of watching Liverpool games. Where Liverpool, a, a goalkeeper gets the winning goal for Liverpool. I don't think that's ever happened in, our, in the history of Liverpool Football Club. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was, I was crying tears of joy, honestly. I thought the Salah moment was euphoria, but this was euphoria times a thousand because it's not even just a last minute goal. It's a goalkeeper doing that for Liverpool, coming clutch. Unbelievable scenes, unbelievable. I couldn't actually believe it. Liverpool come away with precious three points. We are now on 60, 62, 61, 62, no, 63 points, sorry. Liverpool now on 63 points. We are one point behind Chelsea. uh, Two points behind Leicester. Chelsea versus Leicester on Tuesday. Let's get into it. Um, But yeah, before I get into it actually. Man of the match, Thiago. That was his best game in a Liverpool shirt. This is the Thiago we signed. This is the Thiago I want to see from Bayern Munich. Play like that all the time. But it's ironic that him and Fabinho in that pivot... Their chemistry together is mwah, is magical. It's not. I've never seen anything like it before. And Thiago just dictated play. He he ah, it's calming assurance. And it was a top performance from a midfielder. Like, what is what you want to see? Um, special honourable mention Salah obviously for getting his goal. Uh, Trent did okay. No, Trent did. Trent got the assist. So how can I even complain about uh? Trent's performance. Trent was uh, he, he did he it he wasn't as good as the Man United game, but he still did enough to to make that influence happen. So, Trent special honourable mention as well. But yeah, so yeah, Liverpool move on, and um, we play Burnley on Wednesday. But yeah, Chelsea versus Leicester on Tuesday, going to be a crucial watch. Um, obviously Chelsea versus Leicester happened yesterday, but that was the FA Cup final. Leicester were the ones that came out um, victorious on the day with a Tillyman screamer that made the difference. Um, so what do Liverpool fans want? What do Liverpool need, essentially? So, whoever wins between Chelsea and Leicester secures top four. That's a given. What do we want to happen? Ideally, ideally, I think the best case scenario scenario is Chelsea beating Leicester. Let me tell you why. Chelsea beat Leicester, that puts them on 67 points. I know Leicester have 66 points. I know. Liverpool have 63 points. Liverpool needed to beat Burnley on Wednesday 
But we need to beat Burnley by at least two goals. Roughly two goals. Leicester have a goal difference of one goal. So if Leicester lose that game, their goal difference drops by one. Which puts them even with Liverpool, I, I believe. On goal difference. On goal difference. Um, so yeah. If, if, and then Leicester's game after that, they play Tottenham. And Tottenham need a win to secure Europa League football. So both teams playing for something. And I believe... I be, no, I think Leicester at home, actually. Leicester may... No, yeah, Leicester at home. Leicester will be at home for the final day. But Harry Kane will be playing for that golden boot. And Tottenham will be playing for Europa League football. All we need Tottenham to do is stop Leicester from winning. So, Leicester on 66. Let's say they lose to Chelsea. They'll still be on 66. If they, if they draw to Tottenham, maximum points they get is 67. If Liverpool beat Burnley on, on Wednesday, we'll be on 66 points. So, the maximum Leicester can get 67. If then Liverpool, all they have to do is beat Crystal Palace to get 69. That will put Leicester in fifth place. And Liverpool in fourth place. Um, yeah, that would be the ideal scenario. Obviously, the other situation is what if Chelsea and Leicester draw? If Chelsea and Leicester draw, it means Chelsea get, gain. Chelsea hit 65, Leicester hit 67. If Liverpool win, we'll go above Chelsea on 66. If we beat, if we beat Burnley Wednesday, yeah, we'll be one point ahead of Chelsea. And Chelsea's final game is Aston Villa away. And that won't be necessarily an easy game for Chelsea. Chelsea will have to... Chelsea, that will be a must-win game for Chelsea. If Chelsea draw and Liverpool draw the final day, Liverpool can still get top four. That's stipulation number two. Stipulate... So I, I, and, and, and in that moment... Um, I, you don't really need goal difference. Stipulation number three, Chelsea. No, Leicester beat Chelsea. Chelsea will be on sixty four still. Che- Leicester will be on sixty nine. They would have qualified for Europe. It would, then it will be it will be impossible for Leicester to overtake Chelsea. So Leicester would have secured third place minimum, and then it's just about. Liverpool beating Burnley on Wednesday and that will take us to 66. Then there'll be a two-point gap between Chelsea and Liverpool at that present moment. Liverpool and Chelsea, sorry, at that present moment in time. Liverpool will come in Liverpool will enter the final game of the season fourth, Chelsea fifth. So Chelsea will need Liverpool to lose to lose to um Yeah, lose to Liverpool, lose to Crystal Palace, sorry. And only to beat Aston Villa away from home and get a goal difference of, of about two, I believe. Yeah, I think I got that right. So, yeah, the amount of calculations you have to do is a bit mad. Um, it's a bit mad still, but... Yeah, that's, that's, this, that's what we're dealing with. But, yeah, at the minute, as long as Liverpool win their two games in hand... I think we get top four. I think we get top four. 
We know Chelsea and Leicester might take points of each other. If it, the best situation is Chelsea beating Leicester. To be honest, that's what we really want. We really that's what that's what we really want because Tottenham, are, have to play for Europa League, and I, and 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 Aston Villa ain't really playing for anything, and I don't really like that idea of Leicester not really playing for anything. Um, but yeah, as long as Liverpool beat Burnley away, and final game of the season, beat Crystal Palace at home in front of an in front of an Anfield crowd. It should be enough to get top four. But yeah, wow. What incredible fucking scenes. What incredible fucking scenes. Um, Alison, God bless you. I'm sure that was for your dad, that performance today. I'm sure your dad's looking down on you as a proud man and scoring on a religious Sunday. Um, you just got to thank Jesus for that one, don't you? So yeah, Liverpool's top four hopes alive and well. Um... And yeah, it's going to be a final, it's going to be an interesting finale coming into the final game of the season. So yeah, final two games of the season. That's the Barclays Premier League football for you. This podcast has gone on a little bit too long, but we move. Um, I've tried to keep it just under half an hour um, and I've just about done that. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. What a phenomenal, phenomenal game. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Tune in on... Oh, I actually don't know if I'll be able to watch the Wednesday game. But if I can't watch it, I'm going to review what happened anyway. Um, Yeah, I'll probably review what's happened in the highlights and give a brief analysis because I have something to do on Wednesday. So I don't know if I'll be able to watch the Burnley game, but I'm going to give my quick analysis on everything anyway, regardless. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. If you enjoyed this episode... Give it a follow. Um, my Twitter at is Coltekers, K-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-Z. Hope you guys enjoy it. Peace.